Hey, podcast listener. Welcome to Eat Half, Walk Double. I'm your host, Chris Dunn. This show is the chronicle of my four decades in endurance sports, told through the stories of the important, influential, and interesting people I've met along the way. And I certainly have met my share. While I catch up with friends, colleagues, rivals, clients, and the occasional family member, it's my hope you'll learn a little something about health, fitness, and the secrets to living well along the way. In the first part of a two-part series, I talked to the greatest coach, teacher, mentor, and leader I've ever known, my dad, Jim Dunn. From his first coaching job at Dover High School in 1969 to his last games as Balding Red Raider in 2021, we talk about his philosophy on coaching, his career, and what he considers the greatest teams and players he ever coached and coached against. We also talk about the greatest coach he ever worked with and the most challenging coach he ever coached against. By the way, he was the original hoodie. Don't fool yourself. Well, here he is, my pop, Jim Dunn. Hey, pop, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. Uh, Hey, listen, this this past June, uh, you and I uh, did something that uh, I don't think we had ever done before. No, that's for sure. Okay. You, 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 that, was part of, that was part of the motivation to get you up there so we could say we did it. Yeah. So, so you, you, and, I, uh, you and I traveled together uh, uh, separately, in a, in a, well, in, together, but in a, in a separate car, uh, to a football game together. In yeah. which, in which you and I, uh, you and I coached the uh, uh, the, the the Chad uh, East West uh, football game. That, to my knowledge, that was the that was the first and only time you and I had traveled together uh, to uh, to a football game. Now, uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. But but fast forward then several months later, you and I you and I did that again uh, for the second time ever. Yep. When you and I and Braden uh, traveled to Bedford uh, together uh, for your uh, last uh, football game uh, as a as a high school football coach, um, so uh, let, let's let's start at the end and then we'll 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 rewind and 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 then go back to the beginning. But um, but uh, tell me about that. Tell me about that last that last game at Bedford. I mean, I, yeah, I, it's, the outcome of the game was not good. Uh, I, I never, I never looked at it as my last game. It, it's, it's a game that you got to, you, it, the game is you're, you're, you're playing the game, you're trying to win the game, but you, the thoughts don't go through my mind. It, it was only the last few minutes when I saw you and Chris, and Braden and I realized, well, this is my last game, but you know, I mean, I've been at it so long. It's, I, anticlimactic i'm not really sure i mean I, I didn't see it that way you know what i'm saying well i i mean i think i think perhaps part of the reason why maybe it didn't seem like uh as big of a deal was because you didn't really make it a big deal uh to no. my knowledge i mean may, maybe uh maybe you had, you had told coach hebert but outside of that you know there there wasn't really a big uh well, I, to I, do I, about about it being your last game no i told i told coach hebert that i didn't want anything made of the deal it's about the kids it wasn't about it wasn't about me i just you know as after you've been in it for 50 something years it's it's about the kids because they only got four years to do it so well i, I try not to make a big deal out of yeah it. well 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 you know he, I, he asked me if he wanted me if, if if he if he could say something to the kids after the game and i said no that's the way i went down well, tell me this: how, how did you, how did you come to the decision that, that that it was going to be your last game? Had you had you made your mind up before the season started? Did you did you yeah, did mean, you I, decide I, during the season? I mean, when when I, when did you I, know I that it was? Like, I made my mind up like two years ago, and okay. I kept telling him, "Look, you got to get somebody. You got to get something." But and then I finally said, "Listen, it's time for you. You know, you you know, I, I'm too old for this now." <laughs> it you know well there i mean there are there are there are there are coaches that 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 have that have coached into their 70s i mean i yeah. 
I, I well, at, at twelve thirty every day, and I was looking at my clock, having to go to a practice and not get home till after six. It's like, okay, I, I gotta. You, it's time for you guys to take this show over. You know, I mean. Well, let's. Uh, yeah. So let. Well, well, let's let then let's go back to let's go back to then when when it when it all when it all started then, um, you um, so just just as a, as a way to kind of sort of set this up and and uh, and and frame it, um, you uh, originally from Franklin, New Hampshire, went to Franklin High School, uh, played um, most uh, all of the team sports at Franklin. Obviously, you were a football player. Uh, I think you were also a baseball player too um but what other team sports did you play at franklin i did i played just football and baseball i mean i tried out for the basketball team but i realized i was terrible so okay drop that and then and then but i i became a re, i became the, the school paper reporter which was kind of a joke too but i used to travel with the team because they were all my friends okay so i, I would write the report of the game Okay. So, all right. so you so you were you were connected then and actually to, the town to the, sports too. The, 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 the town newspaper used my article i think i used to i think i had your mother finish writing it for me i'm not really sure well anyway. that, that that would make perfectly good sense that mom right. actually wrote the articles uh right. or proofread on the squad so i got a chance to ride on a bus with her too so. okay anyway. so uh so then so then uh, after franklin you went to southern connecticut state college um, to, uh, uh, to, to play football. Didn't um, know what I was doing. Had no idea. Don't know why I went there. I went there cause one of my friends was there. I, 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 it's the only school I applied to. And uh, well, so, so then, so then back then I, perhaps, perhaps recruiting wasn't what it, what it was today. No. Did, 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 did the foot, did the head football coach know you were coming? No. Okay. You didn't even know me when I got there. Okay. So how, like, so how did you, did you just show up the first day of practice? Uh, yeah, yeah and, no, you showed up the first day of practice. Yeah. I showed up the first day of practice. Okay. Got my gear and I proceeded to go out and practice. Okay. Yeah. Um, deal. But, and, and, um, you know, dur so, but during your time at, at, at Southern, you, you did play. I mean, you, you were right. You, I mean, you I were was a member of the team. I never started a game. Okay. I was on some of the special teams my senior year. Okay. No, I I know started again. Okay. I mean, I let's be. I was realistic about what was going on down there. Okay. I mean, we had some players on our, our team. I mean, our fullback signed with the Jets. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So that's. I mean, I believe was, me. I mean, legitimate. I was a good high school player in New Hampshire, but when I went down there, ooh, I was okay. just one of the one of the um, guys you beat on every day. Was it? Was it? So w w was it at Southern that you um, that that you decided that coaching was something that you wanted to do, or I mean, where 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 did your where where the passion and and desire for coaching come from? I'm not really even sure if there was a passion. I was a phys ed major, and uh, I figured when I when I got my t I was going to get a teaching job that I probably ought to try coaching because I could make make some extra money doing that. Okay. So I decided to I. They hired me as a teacher, and Leslie and I went back to uh, went back to Rhode Island, and then I got a phone call in Rhode Island that they were going to hire me to be a football coach too. So okay, all right. So yeah, so it was so, it, but 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 back back up back up for a moment. So but so and so that the Rhode Island connection is an interesting piece that I I actually I, I hadn't alluded to yet. But um, but so after Southern. You went to you went to the University of Rhode Island for graduate school. Yes. Okay. Um, and got a graduate degree at the University of Rhode Island in phys ed. In in phys ed. Okay. Good. All right. So uh, so you're you're holding a graduate. Actually, in a thesis program too. Uh, okay. So I had to wait. To, I had five years to write the thesis. At the end of the fifth year, I finally passed it in. Okay. All right. So I got my degree. Yeah. All right. So you're. So, so now you're, you're holding two degrees. You've got an undergraduate degree from Southern. You've got a, you've got a graduate degree from the university, university of Rhode Island. Um, you, you both, you know, degrees are in phys ed. So a phys ed teacher was, was sort of probably likely the direction you were headed. Um, uh, you and, you and mom, both from, from Franklin, how did you land? How did you land in Dover? Did you like, did you open the want ads? What, no, what, what we did why, was, why Dover? 
Well, we both said, well, let's try to go up into the seacoast of New Hampshire. So I applied at Hampton, Exeter, Dover, all the sea, all the local teams. And I got a call right away from Dover to come up for an interview. So uh, did, who did you interview with? Did you interview with the principal at that time? It was great. We went to the high school. I interviewed with I interviewed with Bill Bushing, the head football coach. I interviewed with the principal, Harvey Knapp. And in the same room was Fred Walker, the superintendent of schools. That's why I was sitting in the office in, 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 in the school you graduated from, the old school or the, the middle school, yeah, you know, yeah. the middle high school one, right? if, if you will. And uh, when I left the room, they said, okay, you got a job. <laughs> that was it. It was the easiest interview I ever done. I probably was in there for about half hour. We I mean, did you all, all the time? Did you did you feel like you nailed the interview, or were you kind of surprised that you did no the idea. job? I have no idea if I nailed it or if I didn't nail it. I just we we ended up talking football the whole time. Okay, because they had just come off the they had just come off the undefeated season, so they yeah. bragged about that the whole time. That yep, that's 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 yeah, that's that's true. That was the that was the 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 ten and zero mythical state champs uh, of nineteen sixty eight that that Dover team. That's right. All right, so. Um, so that was, um, that was probably what, uh, summer of 1969. Cause then you started as a faculty member and a football coach in the fall of 1969. So that was probably, well, some point in early 1969, right? Yeah. School was actually in session. So it was pro no, it, no, you're right. It was early summer. Not, not, 19, 1969. Yeah. Okay. Um, but at that point you were still living in, you were still living in Rhode Island, Cranston, Rhode Island, Kingston, Rhode Island. Yeah, no, we were living, you were with us and we were in Narragansett. Narragansett. Okay. All right. So you were in Narragansett, you were in Narragansett, Rhode Island, um, had to scramble probably to figure out uh, a place to, a place to live in Dover. Uh, how did that all, how did that all come about? Well, that um, was, that was a pain because back, at that era, there were no places to there were no places to live in Dover. There were no apartments that we could afford. My first contract was for six thousand dollars. So, uh, teaching contract. Yeah, <laughs> teaching contract. I got another six hundred for coaching. But anyway, uh, we finally found an apartment in Summersworth. So, and, and and your mother reminds me all the time it was on the third floor. So she had to carry one bag of groceries up, carry you up carry the other bag of groceries up, <laughs> make sure you were safe on the stairs somewhere. And anyway, we moved to Summersworth. Okay. And yeah. that's okay. And that, so that, that's, that's where you, that's where you initially established yourself. So, um, uh, I mean, you, you, you started in Dover in the fall of 1969, started right away, right. Uh, with, well, you probably started, uh, probably a couple of weeks before school started, you started yeah. on that football staff. Yeah. No, I coached my first, I, I was the JV coach. I coached my first JV game. I didn't even know the quarterback's name. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. I, okay. I, so, I, Ernie Clark, Ernie Clark traveled to the game with me so that he could help me call the plays. Cause I didn't even know how to call the plays. I mean, I had and, no idea. Uh, all right. So then at, at that time, Ernie was uh, a senior. He was, a, he was a senior. Yeah. Cause remember the JVs played on uh, the JVs played on Monday. Okay. All right. So, so one of the senior football players would go with you so that, so that he could help you call the play. Well, the first week he went with me because okay. we wanted to play Summersworth up there. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, we, we beat him by the way, but anyhow. Yeah. So, so, so early on, I mean, it must've been, it must've been a complete immersion in, in, in football, right? I mean, you, obviously you had played football, um, but you hadn't coached football before. Well, I had to learn all their vocabulary. Right. So, yeah. So tell me, yeah, tell me a little, tell me a little bit about, about coach Bushing and uh, kind of yeah, how he handled you uh, early on when you were just getting started. Uh, no, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, the offense was to me was complicated because I, it was, it was kind of like, uh, it was a wing T offense, which I had never been involved with, but the defense that he had was real simple. And it was, it was a five man front. You shifted left, you shifted right. Over the next few years, I spent my time trying to modify that, if you will, to a, it's a defense he used in Canada. So I, I 
tried to take that and modernize it is not the word, but adapt it to the high school that we were playing in. Cause remember he coached in college up there. So I yes. tried to adapt it to what we were doing. That, that was that, what I ended up doing. Okay. The right. first few years. Okay. So I pushed uh, the secondary and I had no idea what I was doing. So that, so that, that, <laughs> that first year at Dover, that first game at, at Dover um, uh, was it, 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 interesting sort of start to your, your football coaching career. Um, uh, that first game at Dover was a 2020 tie. Uh, remember, remember who you guys played that first game at Dover? Uh, somebody from the Western part of the state. Yeah. It was Steve Stevens. Yeah. Yeah, Stevens twenty a twenty twenty tie. So that 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 was a that was a that was a, a, a as I said a, a, a an auspicious start. Now that now interestingly interestingly enough that twenty twenty tie would not be the only tie in that uh, in that that nineteen sixty nine season. In fact, in fact that Dover team had two other ties for a total of three ties, and in fact. Uh, uh, had two ties in consecutive games, both games ending zero to zero uh, the game against West and the game against Spalding. So, mm. th- you know, three ties in, in one, in one season, obviously is unique in all of your other time in coaching. D- do you ever remember three ties in one season? No, I mean, I'm trying to, rem- I was trying to remember another year where we had one tie. So yeah, so at that, that time they didn't have an overtime system. So if you had a tie, the game ended. The, the game, the game, the game was just the game yeah. was just over. Um, so if, going four, three, and three, the year after going ten and zero. Um, I, I mean, was that was that must have been a letdown for for that team, or it or was, was a, it a completely different team that came back in nineteen sixty nine? It was a letdown for the coaches that had been there. It wasn't a letdown for me. Hell, we had a winning schedule. Yeah, okay. As far as I was concerned. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a all right. So that that's a that's a that's a really that's a really. I mean, I had point. to li- I had to listen about the the sixty eight team for the next two years, and then that kind of died down. I had to listen to how good those guys were. <laughs> <laughs> as as football players are 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 and coaches are are want to do yeah. um you know you know the other the other interesting thing i think about that that 1969 season is uh uh not only were you uh the jv football coach uh but you also sco- coached the ski team that uh that that first year in dover in, in 1969 um so you know as the as the story goes uh you know m- mom had taught you how to alpine ski so you were familiar with alpine skiing um but um but you had never coached alpine skiing and in fact uh the Al- alpine skiing was not the only ski discipline you 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 coached that year what, what was the other what was the other what was the other uh winter uh ski well, discipline that we had ski jumping and cross-country skiing so it, I went into the storage room out there to see what we had, what, what ski, ski, you know, what do we have for skis? Well, we didn't have any skis. We had no ski jumping skis. We, they had bought boxes of U.S. Army wooden cross-country skis. Right? Uh, Army, Army surplus. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Right? yeah world, sure world, world, world War II era wooden skis. Oh yeah, there were no there were no edges on them, or just wood. <laughs> they were just right. wooden skis. They weighed about five pounds a piece. But uh, so we had no jumping skis. We had for for one, we had no cross country skis. So basically, the kid the kids jumped with alpine skis on, and they bought their own cross country skis. So you. No, I didn't have any idea what I was doing. <laughs> okay, uh, so how, so so that's interesting. So how do you so how do you how do you coach a sport uh, in which you in which you've in which easy. you've never done? Easy. You probably had seen it on TV. Maybe you'd no, seen no, it no. on TV. It's easy. You make sure that you've got really good athletes. So I recruited all the athletes that I could find, and yeah, you know, it was only a few years later we won a state. We won the state ski championship in our division, <laughs> but it wasn't because of me. It was because of uh, we recruited all those really good athletes. Well, were any of them football players at at, the, at that time? Because uh, you were also yeah. competing at that time, right? With well, I would imagine with with the basketball. 
program, right? Because skiing and basketball probably overlap. No, 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 no. Not these guys. These guys didn't. These guys would never play with a the ball. These kids. These guys were just. They were either runners, or they were skiers from the beginning. Okay. No, we didn't compete with anybody. Okay. I mean, Jack, Coach Barron was the head basketball coach. He wouldn't let me take a basketball player. All right. That's okay. That's 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 fair. Um, so so then, you know, during uh, during during those early days um, uh, in in Dover um, with 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 Coach Bushing, um, I mean. <sighs> how did you eventually sort of develop this, uh, this, this knowledge, um, uh, and, uh, proficiency in coaching the defensive side of the ball? How, how did that, how did that, how did that evolve? Did, I mean, did, did it, did that evolve in the, in those early, in those early days yeah, with, with coach guys, Bushing? Yeah. I mean, coach Bushing was offensive minded guy. He really didn't, I mean, he, he knew what he was doing on defense just because he had done it. So, so often but he basically as the time went on he basically just said you do it so i remember that he and i used to go to atlantic city and he would go to the offensive meetings and i would go listen to guys like john robinson and tom osborne talk about defense at nebraska at usc and uh, we were playing a monster defense at the time and had problems on the on the short side, so we ended up actually playing, shifting to a more balanced, almost a two two high safety look at, in the nineteen seventies. Which, if you go back, I don't know how many people played a two high safety look at that time. But my point was, a coach has to be able to teach habits, and if you can't. If you don't know what you're teaching, how can you teach a habit? So I had to have habits that I learned that how that that I had to teach, even how to tackle. I mean, I knew how I did it before, but I had to study it, and that became my that became my uh, my motivation to learn it. Um, <laughs> at, at at some point. Um... Uh, when, 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 when would it have been, uh, the, the late 19 or the early 1980s, 1982 or 1983, um, uh, coach Bushing was, um, getting ready to retire. He, he retired in, he retired in 76 coach weeks took over in the, 77 fall of 77 okay yeah. so then that fall of 77 we played portsmouth in dover for the mythical state championship we had beaten portsmouth in portsmouth so that game was another game that they gave us and we played it in dover they beat us then that was the year we ended up coaching the Shrine game. And so when, when and how did you then eventually become the, the, the head coach at Dover? When, when, when did that, when did that come about? Yeah. Bob Weeks was, uh, uh, Bob Weeks was going to, going to become the athletic director. Right. So coach weeks had only been there, had, had only been the head coach for a, sh a fairly short period, short period of, time. of time, short period of time. They offered him the athletic director, but they, he couldn't coach. So I put my name in and I got the job. Seven, that, that was 19. Fall of 79. The, the, the fall, the fall of 79. Um, I mean, it, based on your recollection, was it, was it coach Weeks's? was it his decision not to be the AD and the head football coach? Because that, I mean, that's not terribly unusual for, no, it's, it was a school board policy. Okay. So at the time it was the school, school board policy. All right. So coach, yeah. so coach Weeks steps down. Um, uh, I pretty much got it. You know, I wasn't a big deal. They didn't interview anybody else. They just gave me a job. Where at, at that time on that staff, did you, you must've had seniority in terms of, in terms of the, the Dover coaches at that time uh, after yeah. coach weeks. 
Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Right. Um, okay. So, um, so you're, you're, you're offered the job, you get the job in night. You said 1979 fall, yep. fall of 1979. Um, and so uh, w- what identity did you want the, the team to have? Uh, I mean, what, 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 what mark were you going to, to put on, on, on the team? Uh, or, or how did, how did things change under your, under your leadership there and starting in 1979? I'm not really sure they changed that much. Uh, we'd all been working together. The guys I brought, I brought in Jim keys and a couple other guys that were local guys that knew the kids. And I, I it really didn't change that much, Chris. I mean, it was like, let's get ready for another season, you know, and try to compete because it, at that time we weren't playing Stevens any longer. We were playing, you know, we were playing uh, uh, all the Manchester schools and the Nashville schools. So we were in a competitive, we were in a competitive conference. We we're in division, division one. So did you, when, when, when you went from, um, you know, coaching, coaching the defense, um, as a, as an assistant coach to, to getting the head coaching job, did you, did you continue to coach the defense or did you hand that over? I mean, how how did, how how did you run the, how did you run the, all my coaches were so young. All my coaches were so new at the high school. My biggest mistake was not giving them one of them either side of the ball. And I ended up coordinating both sides of the ball. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. I sh- I should have I should have just let somebody do one side and learn. See, one of the things that and, and this is not a, this is not a slam on anybody, but I don't I find it hard. People who aren't in the profession, I find they don't spend a lot of time in the off season preparing themselves mentally. X's and O's for the season. It takes an unusual person to do that. Well, I would I would suspect I would suspect it yeah, it it would take an a, an unusually an exceptional person to do that at the high school level, where where coaching football is not your not your full time gig, right? These people, uh, the the coaches that coached with you, um, mo- did most of them teach in the school, or did did some of them work outside of the school? Um, no. no, most of them were out of the school. Uh, right. So, so the, the reality is that they had careers and they had families and they, they loved to coach football, but it was not their safe to say it was not their singular purpose, uh, mm. in, in, in life. No. Um, and, and yeah, so, so you, you know, you, you know, during, during- not, don't misunderstand that I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying that, you know, every, they were learning from me. So, we, I mean, we, we tried to improve that by going to clinics and things like that, but yeah, com- yeah, com- completely, completely understood. Um, so you, you were the head coach, uh, from, uh, 1979 to 1983, if I recall correctly. Yes. Yes. I, the fall of 83. Fall, fall of 83. Um, you, you, you took your lumps, uh, during that, during that stretch of time, uh, sort of, you know, um, uh, figuratively speaking and, and literally speaking. Um, uh, I, I think you ended your coaching career, head coaching career with a, with a, with a losing, with a losing record. My, my, my point of my point to that is, um, you know, what, what, what did you learn during that, during that? I mean, I guess you alluded to it a little bit, but what, like what, what was the most important thing you learned during that, during that stretch of time? You, you need to have people that you, you need to, you can't, one guy can't coach a football team. Everybody needs to be responsible for something. And, and, and if you don't have that, you just, I mean, because what happens is what is coaching? Coaching is getting kids to do things that they don't think they could do. Right. You got to, so how you do it, you got to teach them. And, and if you got to have more than one person teaching them how to do something and you got to have a single voice in what that teaching is. We, we, we bushing had it bill had it back in the in the early 70s uh coach weeks kind of inherited it and you know i i i didn't do a good job i made the decision at that time that i'm a better assistant coach because i don't as a head coach i don't have me working for me 
I can't have me working for me. I know that's kind of like, I guess it's kind of like an egotistical comment, but I realized that I, I could do better by being an assistant. Well, um, fortunately, fortunately for me, um, you, you were, you were, you were still the head coach, uh, or your last year as the head coach, uh, was my freshman year at, at Dover. And, um, you know, I, I played, uh, freshman football, like, like, like most freshmen do. Um, but, uh, I, I, I had the, I had the luxury, uh, along with a couple of my teammates, once uh, the freshman football season was over to uh, be invited to continue to practice with the varsity. Now that was, that was, that was an honor. Uh, and that was, that was a little bit unique because once the freshman football season was over, that was it. There was no more football for those freshmen, but you did uh, invite a hand myself and a handful of my classmates to, uh, to continue to practice after the regular season was over uh, as the varsity prepared for the Thanksgiving day game. Uh, at that time, the Thanksgiving day game, uh, was against Summersworth. And so I think, uh, myself, uh, Tom Krause, Dwight Hartman, um, I, and I, my, my memory escapes me. Who else was invited? I think, to, I think Robbie Diaz showed up too. Most likely, most likely. Yeah, we, needed those, we, we needed those extra positions. Right. So, um, all right. So, um, my guess is that, <laughs> is that at the time that you, that you, that you, uh, asked a handful of us freshmen to, to stay on and continue to practice, uh, leading up to Thanksgiving day game, you probably weren't anticipating starting a freshman, uh, at quarterback, uh, in the Thanksgiving day game. Um, but that ended up, uh, turns out that's what happened, uh, how do you remember that story? How did a how did a freshman uh, end up starting the Thanksgiving Day game at well, quarterback? You, you you replaced Steve Scott, okay? And I had who, who was Steve, he? He was a senior. He was a senior, I, and Steve Scott was a really good receiver. That's where he should have been playing the whole time. So I when I approached him and I said, Steve, I got an idea. We're going to throw you the ball. What do you think of that? He goes, I'm good, coach, whatever you want. So, I mean, that's the way it went down. He was fine with it. I didn't I didn't ask him if he – I just said, hey, are you okay with it? Because it was going to happen anyway. He knew that, I'm sure. But anyhow, uh, we were able to throw him the ball, and he enjoyed it. He enjoyed playing that more. What, what's really interesting with that, Steve Scott went on to play quarterback at Maine Maritime. And it was rookie of the year at quarterback up at Maine Maritime. Yeah, but pretty, anyhow, pretty, pretty, so pretty, much, pretty ironic because the freshman, yeah, the freshman quarterback that that replaced him—not really the right way to put it—but the freshman quarterback that started uh, the Thanksgiving Day game rather than him um, ended up ended up throwing three interceptions in the first half. Uh, and, uh, yeah. re re really, really did not, uh, did, did not shine. Let's just, let's just put it that way. Uh, and, uh, yeah, for, for the record that, that freshman quarterback was me, uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, talk about, talk about trial by fire. I'll never forget that, uh, Summersworth had a senior, uh, nose guard, Paul Boulay, who went on to play at UNH and my recollection of Paul Boulay, of course, I was a, I was a freshman. He was a senior. My recollection was he, he stood seven foot tall and weighed, you know, 450 pounds. He had fire red hair. Uh, and, and, uh, and, 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 and he, I mean, he looked like he had, he was like the, the devil incarnate in his, in his eyes. I was, I was absolutely terrified by, by, by Paul Boulay. And again, my recollection is before every snap, he would stand up and look me right in the eye and say something to the effect that he was going to tear my head off. It was, it was, it was absolutely, absolutely terrifying. Uh, we ended up losing that game. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna suspect I, although I don't recall. No, but, we lost that game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, they were state champs too. I mean, they, they were, it wasn't just Paul Boulay. They were loaded. Yeah. They, yeah. Well, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure throwing, uh, completing more passes, uh, to their defense than, than, than to my offense, uh, probably didn't, yeah. 
didn't certainly didn't help. Well, um, after after that, um, so I mean, tell tell the story about um, you know after that 1983 season. Um, uh, you know, how did it turn out that you went back to to, to being a, to being a defensive coach? Um, what, what I mean, what 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 happened in terms of the head coaching position? Uh, what was happening was that you guys were going to be coming into school and I, I didn't want, I didn't really want to be the head football coach when you guys were in there. So I just stepped aside, let Bob Weeks come back because you guys would, you and Jay would be coming into school. And we, I, and remember I had already made the decision that I was, I, it was better me working for somebody else. So that's and and Bob Weeks took the job back, gave up the athletic director's job, took the job back. Yeah, to 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 come back to to come back to be the the head yeah. football coach. I mean, was there was there any was there any question that you were going to stay in in Dover? I mean, it's, no, no, it's, no, it's no, no, I mean, it's not. Look, it's it's no, I mean, it's fairly you, unusual for a head football coach to step down and stay at the same school. You know, typically head football coaches step down and they go they go somewhere else. I got. I had interviewed at, at Milford High School, and I'd gotten the job if I wanted it. But your mom, your mom and I looked at the price of houses over there, and we couldn't afford them. Well, I, I mean, you also you also made the point too that I was I was I mean I was going to be a sophomore. Uh, Jay would start at Dover High the year after that, or would 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 come yeah. to Dover at the year after that. So I'm I'm sure maybe it was perhaps be a six year span when when I was going to have it done in, in the program. That was awesome. Yeah. So, okay. So you, you weren't, in other words, you weren't highly motivated to leave Dover. Uh, you, no. you, you looked at it as the opportunity to, to, to coach your, 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 your boys in, in high school. Right. Right. Um, so, um, you know, through, throughout my, throughout my, uh, my four years then at Dover and, uh, and, and Jay's, uh, four years, uh, I mean, what, what 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 memories do you have of 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 those years when when Jay and I were were both playing? Well, it was it was fun because what we had to watch out for your mother not, preferred us not talking football at the dinner table, so we had to kind of figure out how we were going to get that done. But it was exciting because if you, I mean, we all went to the weight room together, we did practices together. I mean, we spent more time together during that, during those four years for you and him and Jay than, than I w- would have spent with anybody would have spent with their kids. It was just an awesome experience. Uh, you know, and, and even though, I mean, I, I played on the opposite side of the, of the ball, um, you know, obviously it was, it was, uh, uh, it, it really was, it really was an honor and, a, and an amazing experience to, you know, to, to, to play on the same team that my dad yeah. coached, but, but Jay, Jay actually did play on, on the defensive side of the ball. So you actually had the opportunity to coach, uh, to coach Jay. Um, what, uh, what, 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 what are your recollections of, 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 of Jay's, uh, time playing, uh, playing for you? Well, I mean, Jay was one of the toughest kids that ever played there. I and mean, he, you know, he wasn't athletic like like you were, but he would he would bring it every day in practice. He would bring it every day in the, in every game. Remember, Jay senior year they didn't win a game. Yeah, they were all in nine. I I do remember that. Did 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 he play on on the varsity as a sophomore? No. Okay, so he all right. So he 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 started his junior and senior years. Then I mean th- those are the two years that he He's, he. he because his well, his sophomore year would have been my senior year, right? We, now that he, I'm, I'm remembering, we, that. we got him in a few plays here and there, but he okay. no, he didn't play. Yeah, well, I, 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 you know, I, I guess, I guess to be fair, uh, my senior year, his sophomore year, he, what, what did we have? We had twenty. We had we had twenty seniors that started on yeah, you guys on, were loaded. on both sides of the ball. So, in other words, it it would have been difficult for any underclassman to play you know, my senior year, because just because we had so many seniors that had played. I guess, I mean, Deke, Deke, who went on to Dartmouth, he played on the defensive side. Of course, Jason Pahopek played linebacker and he ended up getting a scholarship to Boston College. So, yeah, I mean, we were loaded. 
the only reason why we didn't, I mean, we were playing Pinkerton and all, all every big school you could name in the state of New Hampshire. Yeah. At, at, at that, we were at, good at, at that, at that time. Um, so um, I mean, as a classic of uh, football players, you had one of the better groups of players. If you had taken any other era and put that team together, you guys would have been really competitive against a lot of those Dover teams. You wouldn't have beaten the '68 team, but you would have beaten you would have beaten the the uh, what was it '96 state championship team. Well, after 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 Jay after Jay graduated, um, Ian that would have been eighty nine. Um, uh, you, you obviously you know you 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 can you continued to coach, um, but uh, but but at some point in the mid nineteen nineties, uh, you left over. And- I left. I I right after Jay graduated, I went to Spalding in eighty nine. And won the state championship in '90, and then Coach Bushing came back to Dover in the fall of '91, and I came back with him. Well, uh, all right. So, um, so you 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 go to you go to Spalding. Um, how did that? How did that? How did that come about? How, how did you end up? I mean, that you know, that's all. I mean, for a for a Dover football coach to go coach a, 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 in Spalding is, you know, it's it's not unlike uh, a, a Michigan coach going to coach at Ohio, Ohio State, State. Yes. right? So, yeah. I mean, we, bitter rivals back at that time. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to work with Coach Bolin to see how he did things. Right, I was I was keenly in, interested in how he was so successful with his program, so. I went up and I asked him, like, hey, you looking for somebody? And he was looking for a defensive coordinator. So they brought me on. And that so it wasn't the first wasn't your first year at Spalding, but the second year at Spalding, you that, that team ended up winning the state championship. Yeah. And it what's interesting on that team, we started 22 different guys. There was nobody to play both ways. Nobody. And eight in offense had their backups and defense had their backups. What 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 was it about that team? Do you think that just just made, just made it so extraordinary? They were talented. They just had they were talented, and and our pra- <clears throat> our practices when we scrimmaged, <laughs> our practices were tougher than the games we played on Friday nights. That's how talented we were. I mean, <clears throat> everybody. I mean, I, Brian Blanchett was our star on defense. And he was a fifth year guy. He'd been granted another year. So it was like, you gotta be kidding me. We're gonna win a state championship with these. We only lost one game by one point in a in a in a pouring rain at Gill Stadium. You had just come off a, a championship season at Spalding. Coach Bushing comes back to the Dover program. Um why, why did you decide to leave 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 Spalding and, and go go back to Dover? What 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 was the draw to go back to Dover? I had gone up to Spalding to see what Hugo did, so I learned from him, and I was done. I won a state championship. Now it was time to go back to Dover and try to win one. All right, so so you're so you're now you're now you're back now you're back in Dover. This is this is late nineteen. This is late nineteen nineties. No, this is no, no, no. This is. He coach Bushing was there one year. When Coach Bushing came back, we were eight and zero. Right, we were seven. We were eight and zero. Uh, uh, eight and zero. Going into the Portsmouth game, and that's when the brawl broke out. So that the ninth game, we had 20 guys suspended from the game. So we lost the next game. And then we played Spalding with those same guys lost. We made it a heck of a game. We got beat by like 10 points. And during that time, Coach Bushing's hair turned white and he lost it. So he couldn't, he just, he stepped down. That's when Ken Osborne took over in the fall of 92. Fall of nine, the fall of ninety, the fall of ninety-two. Right. So, coach, coach Osmond come comes on, and um, 
obviously you, you stay on as well to, to coach the defense. Um, um, you, that you had some success in, in, in the, in the, the, the late nineties at, at, at Dover. Uh, yeah. Well, well, what happened was we were playing Londonderry and Salem in fall of 96 they removed Salem and Londonderry from our schedule. So then we went on to become, so then we were, we ended up being 12 and one because they got rid of those two schools that were so hard to beat. Was that a, was that a state championship year? I was a state championship. 96 at Dover. Yeah. Right. Um, I thought we were going to get one every, every five years then. <laughs> Because because of the way the schedule was going, yeah. Work. Well, we did, yeah. I mean, and then they turned it back around again. <laughs> they put those guys back on the schedule. That yeah. that 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 was that was mostly because of um, of how enrollment was changing um, in these in these public schools in New Hampshire, right? I mean, is that is that is that part is that part of the reason why the 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 schedule and the conferences and the, the divisions you know really changed so much they, they moved us down they moved us down to division two kept those bigger schools up in division one and then then they did they got rid of division two think about this this is an interesting thought as 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 a football coach i won two state championships one in Division One, one in Division Two, one at Dover, one at Spalding. That will never ever happen again. <laughs> never happen again. It's the only time it would ever happen. Remember, Hugo had won like Hugo had won like six state championships. Division. I was, I division, was with him the last one. Division One, presumably. Yeah, that was a Division One. Right. Um, well, at, at some point you, you, you have the opportunity to go back to Spalding, uh, for, you know, for one last time to, uh, to, to wrap up, to wrap up your career. Um, uh, what, what, what was the motivation? What was the motivation to, 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 to go to, to return go back. back to Spalding? Yeah. To go back. No. You, you don't ever want anything to end on a bad note. You, I always felt you needed to be in control of your situation. It was kind of like Coach Mack this year. After after Coach Mack got the, got the cancer scare and had to step down for a whole year, right, when Coach Santos took over, Mack had to come back. I knew he was going to come back. He had to end on his, end, on his own terms. So I said, I got to end on my own terms. So I looked around for a job, and I – because remember, I took a year off. So I, I went up there and talked to Coach Heber, and I said, hey, if something works out, can you hire me? So that's how that's how I ended up going up there. Uh, because, yeah, he hired me. So, uh, you know, re re reflecting back uh, on, on those, you know, 50-some-odd years uh, in, in coaching – um, how do you think, how do you think the kids changed if at all during, during that time, or maybe said, in, maybe, maybe asked a little bit different way. What, what, what did change? Um, I don't think anything changed. I just think uh, the obvious social media had the kids have different interests and things like that. I think the kids are all the same. I just, the, when you get a good group of them, you know it. And that good group affects everybody. If you don't have that nucleus of strong kids affecting the other kids, that's the problem. Because I think one of the things that one of the th things that coaches got to do, besides imparting knowledge on the players, is they got coaches have to spend time working with the kids' attitude, how they feel about things. You can't make them do something they don't want to do. I've been saying that for decades. You can't motivate anybody. You you got to get them to feel a certain way if they're not performing properly. One of the things that I've seen, one of the reasons I wanted to get through, I'm having a hard time now. <clears throat> I'm having a hard time getting through to some of the players. 
And there are not enough good ones to cover up for those guys. Because it's all about the kids. If you don't have them, you can't win. What what what's the what what what's the what's your famous quote? It's not about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmys and the Joes. Yeah, I mean you <clears throat> you teach habit, coach attitude, and expect motivation. And I mean, there was a the one year I had a kid up at, at Spalding. Just he was done. <laughs> we had three games left. He wasn't going to play anymore. So it's like, I'm not saying the kids have changed. I I just think that's a cop out. I I just, uh, I'm not, I can't fight the fight anymore. I don't want to fight the fight anymore. I'm too tired to fight the fight, you know? Uh, Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's totally understandable. I mean, I think, I, I, I mean, I think your point to, uh, to, to the fact that the kids haven't changed, I, I, I think is, I think that's, I think that's valid. W- what has changed is, uh, is, is the context, uh, is everything else, uh, that, you know, that surrounds these, these kids. I mean, ki- ki- kids are kids, but, um, um, but their inf- the influences are, 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 are different, right? I mean, yeah. to, to your point, so, social media certainly has, has, uh, has, has, has changed things. Uh, let's face it. There are also, um, you know, there, there, there are a lot of, there are a lot, there are, there are a lot more things for kids to do now. Uh, give me an, give me an example. We're playing in a game up at, at central up at Gill stadium. And, you know, a kid is a defensive back. There's a guy going out and gets behind him. So the kid runs with his hands up in the air. And of course they call face guarding, right? Whatever high school terminology, the same difference. So the kid comes to the sideline. I go, hey, hey, Joe. I go, hey, it's not his name. I go, hey, Joe, you watch football? He goes, no, nah, I don't watch football on TV. Right. Are you kidding me? You and your brother watch football all the time. You didn't have a choice. If you want to look at TV, we only had one. Yeah, that's true. That was, the, that was the, what was on. Well, I mean, there weren't, there weren't, there weren't streaming services. There weren't, I mean, there weren't, there weren't immersive video games. Uh, I mean, there, there, there weren't nearly as many, as many distractions That's, for sure. You know, the young coaches today, it, the game is not for, for guys like me. My job would be to, my job would be to mentor anybody who wished to be mentored, which I find interesting because that doesn't happen that often. It doesn't happen anymore. Coaches, they're not as knowledgeable as you think they should be. Well, let, let, yeah, let, let's um, let, let let's let's do a little let's do a little recap uh, then. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you I'm gonna kind of put you on the spot a little bit, and I'm gonna ask you some uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you some difficult questions about about the last fifty years in 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 coaching and 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 full disclosure, I I I have I, I did not tell you ahead of time uh, yeah, i did yeah. not give you a heads up ahead of time that i'm going i was going to be asking you these questions so uh so uh, so your answers should be should be should be taken with that grain of salt that you have not been you've not had an opportunity to think about this so i'm going to put you on the spot and i'm going to ask you i'm going to ask you to reflect back on the last 50 years i should say too that um that that as i ask these questions i mean we Obviously, we, we we talked about your 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 football coaching career. I did allude to the fact that that you coached uh, you coached the skiing disciplines. You were also a swim coach, uh, and th- there are a lot of there are a lot of, uh, of 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 folks from Dover uh, that remember you as a swim coach, uh, yeah. as as much as they remember you as much as they remember you uh, as a football coach. Um, uh, they, by the way, they, the program that I coached sent me to sent me to Atlantic City to be tutored by Jim Neighbor, who was a backstroker at the time. They sent me down there. I was down there for three days to being tutored by this guy so I could learn how to swim, so I could learn what the strokes were. This was um, this was Kachiko, Kachiko Country Club? No, no, no. This was the Dover Bluefins, the team oh, okay. that Jenny Thompson eventually joined. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. So, so, so when I ask you these, when I ask you these questions, uh, this is in the context of your, of your, of your, of your overall coaching career, which, which obviously is, is best known for football, but, but you also coached, you also coached skiing and you did coach swimming. So, so here, here's, here, here are the, here are the questions. First question is, um, what, what was the greatest team you ever coached? Oh boy. 
Uh, the greatest team I ever coached was, unfortunately, 1990 at Spalding. That was a great team. If you want to go back to Dover, if you want to go back to Dover, that's tough. Uh, there was a team we had in 2001 that would have given you guys fits. That was Nick Couturier's year. So who, who who went who went on to play uh, yeah, at, at scholarship four at, years at, at, UNH. at UNH? What what uh, was that that 1990 Spalding team? That was the state championship team. Oh yeah, they were loaded. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah, so, you, the, so the, you the chief of police was a guard on that team up there now. Okay. Um. All right. So now, what about the greatest team you ever coached against? Oof. The greatest team we ever coached against. Probably the year you played against Pinkerton when they were loaded with Ryan Mihalko and Joe Segretti. And you probably remember more of their names than I do. No, although well, those are those are two pretty good names to know. Uh, Ryan Mihalko went on to, to play at Notre Dame and Joe Segretti went on to star at Holy Cross. Yeah. Um, yeah that was probably team wise. That was loaded team. OK. Um and I have to tell you, I think Spalding's team with Peter Watton and Malcolm Perry and those guys, they were loaded too. As, as far as far as one of the greatest teams you ever coached against. Yeah. 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 Um, now this is now, you know, this is, this is going to be a difficult one. So I'm going to, I'm sure you're going to probably have a couple of, uh, of, of names that come to mind and I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to pin you down to one name. Uh, who, who's the greatest player you ever coached? Yeah, I've thought about this a thousand times when I'm when I'm on the treadmill or something. Who is the greatest player I ever coached? I mean, the guy who did the guy who did the most was probably Jason Pahopak with what he had. He was probably the guy that did the most. So that but, would have that that would have been in the that would have been in the in the late in the late eighties from from the late eighties. Yeah, Jason yeah, Pahopak yeah. who. He made his name the year after you graduated. I mean, he was just part of your group when you were a senior. Uh, yeah, I mean, he wasn't. He he was. He certainly was not. He was not outstanding. Uh, uh, my senior year, his junior year, but but clearly, uh, he continued to develop because he uh, he attracted the attention uh, of a number of big schools. Ended up going on to Boston College, uh, where where he played uh, quite he, a bit. Um, we tried to go, Coach Osborne, contact. Coach Osborne contacted Penn State, and they said they had already recruited. They only recruit three linebackers a year, and they'd already re got commits. Well, two days later, we got a phone call that one of the commits at Penn State was not going to go, so they were going to offer Jason Penn State. But in the meantime, Jason had already committed to Boston College, and he, so he basically said, "If you know Jason well, you know Jason well enough." He basically said. Take the shaft, boys. You had your chance at me. So, so he, so he, he went on to to star at BC. Um, had a had an amazing career there. In fact, um, uh, attracted uh, the, the well, attracted the attention. Um, was invited to uh, to the to the Philadelphia Eagles uh, training camp. Right. Uh, and uh, uh, actually, uh, his interpretation he, was they never gave me enough reps. That was his interpretation of his time with the Eagles. He did. He did play. He did play in a preseason game yeah, or a couple of preseason games. Yeah, but and, they never gave him enough reps for him for him to feel like he had, was going to be able to do something. He ended up not making that roster. Right. Um, but he did. He did go on to play, and this is. I mean, this is this is what, what, what's interesting because you you and I you and I and I think Jay and maybe someone else. Uh, ended up going to see him play when he played uh, in the Arena Football League. Yeah, uh, yeah. he played for the the New York uh, the New York Titans, or it was it was a New York it was a New York based Arena Football. Yeah, team, that correct? was that was yeah. Then he went on. He was pretty good there. So they he they brought him to the Arizona Rattlers. That's so, right. That's right. That's where he finished down there. The Arizona Rattlers. That's right. Okay, so J so Jason Bohopek, uh, greatest player you ever coached. Uh, who is the greatest player you ever coached against? Hmm. 
It's hard for me to make that decision because I only saw him maybe twice, maybe twice in their career. You know what I'm saying? Fair, fair. Yeah. But but you were but you were you were coaching at the time that they were playing high school football. There was a kid that played at Londonderry, a kid by the name of Kelly, Frankie Kelly. And uh, I remember we went down to play Frankie Kelly. Yeah. Uh, I think he had like 300 yards against us down there. He was a running back. Yeah, try skips Wazinski. He had 300 yards running rushing against us. Well, uh, you, you you also coached against Paul Frage, who went on to play at yeah, Syracuse Paul, and in the yeah. NFL. Yeah, but Paul Frage, they were just part of a whole group of guys. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's all right. I mean, you picked Paul Boule a little bit while ago. Paul Boule was one tough kid too. Okay. All right. Uh, that, all right. Well, that's, that's, that's a good name. All right. Let, let's, uh, let, let, let's finish with this. Two more, two more questions about your coaching career. Um, who, who is the greatest coach you ever coached with? And, and on, I guess when I say greatest, I mean, who was the coach that had the most influence, uh, on you, uh, in your coaching career coach that you coached with same, same staff. Probably coach Bushy. Coach Bushy. Yeah. Was that, I mean, was that, was that because he was, he was the one that gave you your, your start? No, it was because he showed me how to do it. He showed me how to coach on the field. He showed me how to pre- prepare because, you know, you, you got to have, you got to prepare, practice and play with a certain idea in mind. And he showed me how to prepare, practice and play with a certain end in mind. And that's winning. So now, now, Coach Bushing's influence on you um, likely extended off the field as well, because you two worked together for a short time uh, selling life insurance. Uh, and and that was horrible at it. <laughs> but, 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 but you must have learned, you must have learned something. You must have learned something from him off the field um, as it relates to your, to, to your, to your time together or, or was his greatest influence really, really on the uh, field? His greatest influence was on the field because he talked, he he made the impression on me that you really got to prepare. You really got to prepare your kids to play. You really have to prepare. You got to do the little things right. That 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 was the that was the greatest lesson that you that you yeah. took away from him. Yeah. All right, and then and then and then last last question, probably probably maybe equally as difficult as the yeah. the question about who's, who's the greatest there? player that you coached uh, or or greatest yeah. player you coached against. So who, who who is the greatest or most influential coach you coached against? Toughest coach, most difficult coach to to out coach. Who was the coach? Who was the coach that out coached you more often than not? Out coached me more often than not. Yeah, who was the coach you just couldn't figure out in your fifty in your fifty years of coaching? Tom Sawyer at Londonderry. Tom Sawyer made us made me reevaluate. I spent two seasons learning how to stop Tom Sawyer's wing tee. I went to every wing tee clinic I could listen to to find out how they did things, so that I could stop it. Tom Sawyer was he was he a contemporary? Uh, I mean, was he was he? I mean, we're, yeah, we're, he's a contemporary. He's a little you, bit older. Okay, it's, all right. So he 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 wasn't he wasn't a, he wasn't a new gun. He was he no. wasn't he, he had been around a yeah. while. Yeah. Yeah, he he started football at Londonderry. And he and, and he befuddled you. Yeah, all the time. More. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that's uh that's great. Listen, I th- this this conversation about about your uh uh, about your 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 coaching career uh was uh was 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 really was really interesting uh you know obviously i i i grew up with it uh uh for all of it actually yeah oh. i i mean i i witnessed all of it but but really you know there's there are a, a lot of it i just I, I didn't have the insight uh 
you know, at, at the time, just, just being a kid. So I, yeah. uh, I, I, I appreciate you, uh, humbling, uh, me by answering those questions. Well, um, we, we, we still have a tremendous amount of, of additional, uh, things to cover, including, um, including your, 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 your time, uh, as a runner, um, your, your passion for health, uh, and fitness, um, how that eventually evolved into uh, into a, a passion for the outdoors, specifically hiking, um, you know, in, initially in, in the in the White Mountains of New Hampshire, but then eventually to some of the some of the highest peaks in the world. And uh, I want to talk about that too. But let's let's save that for 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 part two uh, of our of our of our discussion. So uh, so 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 Pop, thanks thanks for joining me, and uh, let's um, let let's do part two soon. All right. See you, Chris. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Well, a big thanks to my pop for joining me on episode one. That was just about everything I thought it would be. Well, except for the part that he didn't consider me the greatest player he ever coached. Well, I'm, I'm sort of kidding. Maybe. Either way, if you liked what you heard, please consider giving the show a follow. And if you really liked what you heard, please consider sharing it with friends. I'll be posting some supporting media on my Twitter account at, at Coach Chris J. Dunn, so make sure to check that out. And lastly, remember the secret to living well and longer is to eat half, walk double, laugh triple, and love without measure. Until next time.